Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. It's episode 43 and as per usual my name is Ingram Noble. But for the first time in Drama School Dropout history, as you're listening to this, even though I will always be a Drama School Dropout at heart, you all know I'm back at Drama School. I'm back restarting my journey to get my degree and fingers crossed everything will go as planned this time and I will join many of the guests that I've been that I've had on this podcast in the Drama School Graduate Club. I'm absolutely buzzing. It's so exciting to get back into it and today's an extra special episode we've got heather spiden back and we'll be updating you on the progress of our show this is where we get off but what i want you to know first and foremost is that today's guest is one of the most exciting guests that i've ever had on and uh, i am absolutely just in awe of her work but as per usual knowing my luck technology failed me and let me down and my computer stopped working and all the jazz and I ended up having to do it on my phone and she had to email it all over to me and she was so great and oh, I love her even more now but obviously with technical issues the episode isn't as long as normal and we didn't get to talk about everything including a major thing but she has promised to come back and do a part two in the new year so don't worry we will be chatting about that on drama school dropout this week um, and all the jazz we talk about her origins how she got into acting so without further ado I am joined by an actress this week who I am an absolute awe of and who I consider to be one of the greatest actresses of our time. And I can't quite believe that I'm about to introduce her onto my podcast. Please welcome the one and only Annalyn McCord. Drama school dropout. No graduation day for you. Drama school dropout. Wow, that is quite an introduction, Ingram. <laughs> oh, honestly. I Especially mean, considering the fact that, that I I left you hanging last week. I'm so sorry about that. Everybody who's listening, I I left your host <laughs> just just completely sitting there, stood up, <laughs> no explanation. Yeah. It's all good. These things happen, but we're we're having even more technical issues. So, uh, is this really supposed to happen? <laughs> we are maybe going we to make just, it happen. <laughs> maybe we should both leave and call it a day. Um, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm so happy to chat with you. I love the title of your podcast. I too am a drama school dropout. <laughs> so, well. I have to kind of admit that I'm sort of betraying the team because I'm going back to drama school next month. What? <laughs> so I'm I'm sort of leaving everyone hanging. I'm I'm betraying the team. But I've you know what? I'll always be a dropout at heart. Oh, you'll always be a dropout at heart. Well, here's the thing. You know, if you don't drop out at least once, are you really an actor? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I sort of dropped out for legitimate reasons. It wasn't just because I couldn't be bothered. So like <laughs> There, there we you go. It. Well, there's there's that. I couldn't be bothered. Um, no, but I, <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> I was a year in and I was training in New York at William Esper Studios, which is a method Meisner based approach. And yeah. I really, you know, I, I do think there is a profound experience to be had in the drama school world of it all but it's madness it's madness it's wild it's, it makes for some really great stories later <laughs> yeah 
I met my my female wife uh, or my female wifey. Um, my friend wifey. Um, uh, my first acting partner was a woman named Jessica Menhaus, who would go on to become not just my best friend, but in so many ways, my hero and the person that is the sole reason that I'm still an actress to this day, because yeah. I was going to quit and throw in the towel. And it was a phone call to her in New York saying, I'm going to quit being an actress and move back to New York and work at Starbucks and find a new passion. <laughs> and she's like, no, you're not. You dumbass. <laughs> I mean, if you were going to work at Starbucks, you've got quite a long name to fit on the badge. So I, maybe you was... know what? That would have made it difficult. Thank you for pointing that mm. out. Um, but then when you're an actress, you can have all of the space on the billboard for your name exactly you can't fit anyone above titles but me because my name's so long <laughs> that's if you spell it correctly which most people don't so there's that Do you know but what I, I don't understand that because I have sort of a, a complicated name and a lot of people don't really know how to pronounce it or spell it and tell me how I to look at it like, in case I mess it up because I don't want to mess it up just Ingram Ingram it's like okay, Instagram yeah. but without the star <laughs> with um, the star but like Anna Lynn is like two names that are very like popular common. and they're just put together. Yeah, Thank you. I didn't want to use the word common, not going to lie. <laughs> they are. I'm a peasant at heart. Um, <laughs> but yes, they're actually really common names. And we were literally yeah. talking about this on my podcast earlier today. So I'm uh, I'm doing the Unzipped podcast with my co former co-star, Shanae Grimes from 90210. And I'm loving the podcast. Are you listening then? Yay. Oh, like over the past, I'd say just before I dropped out of drama school, I was doing an hour commute there and back every day. So two hours. So I had to find something to fill up the time, especially because towards the end, I was hella depressed and like uh, didn't yeah. want to be there. Of so course. I needed something to like, um, to fill that time. And I found podcasts and I've never, ever looked back. And then last year I was like, you know what? I think I could do that. Absolutely. That's the same thing we were. We were like, we could totally do that. We literally were so clueless and we've had to apologize profusely to so many uh, people. Like, we were like, we're sorry. We don't know how to podcast. We're just kind of here yeah. to talk to you. I, I mean, I've learned how to produce because I produce everything myself. I edit. Um, I do everything myself. I had to learn all that off of YouTube. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, Shanae, I would be up shit's creek without her because <laughs> <laughs> she, I have I mean, no idea either. She's like, she's the one handling all that stuff. We recently had to kind of discuss the the percentage of, of you know, income, you know, as it starts to flow in because it was like, uh, well, I didn't know how long, you know, thankfully we're because of our, our notoriety from our old show, we got a little bit more, a little bit more of a bump, I think, um, in the beginning, because normally it takes a really long time and we're just starting out. So it's, you know, it's a little here and a little bit there, but she was like, yeah. I'm going to, you know, need a little bit more of the that pie. American and I was zip like, code is bringing you back into it. Well, just so you know, it, it's not a lot that drops in the bank. It is definitely supplementary, if anything. But I, but I, you know, I definitely owe it all to Shanae. So I was like, girl, you just, you know, you take, you take whatever piece of the pie you want. Cause I, I don't, the work to, to produce is a whole thing. But I, yeah. I mean, my experience, my experience with, with drama school and dropping out of drama school, it's, it's really interesting. I think there's something to take into account when you think about becoming an actor. And that is, I always, 100%. I always take, tell people 
who would ask me for advice or whatever. I'm like, number one, don't do it. <laughs> if so you're going to fight me I on totally, totally. <laughs> and then I tell people, you've just got to be ready to make so many sacrifices. Yeah. And give I up say, so much time. Number one, don't do it. If you're going to fight me on that, number two, imagine your entire life doing it and never getting paid. If you're still going to fight me on it, then you might just have what it takes to go do it. So go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, I always tell I people it's definitely an energy be, thing. Yeah. I tell people be willing to make so many sacrifices and give up a lot of life to like talk to people because that, that's one of the main things that you've sort of got to do. And then again, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and also don't do it but mine's really because I don't want competition like I don't <laughs> have to these auditions and then these people that I've introduced to acting you're like oh so this is Chloe um you guys can't see but my my cat Chloe just joined us she's a little Siamese <laughs> and she's my little she's my travel pal when I go working actually filming we she comes with me and hangs out and the trailers or the hotel or whatever it's uh <laughs> It's it must nice. be nice to have a bit of home with you at those points as well. It is. It's it's a it's a nomadic lifestyle. So that's another aspect of you know being an actor. If it if it works out, it's you know you're you you see your home enough to miss it because you're never there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I am. Um, I happened to catch your Instagram live yesterday, and um, I was about to email your assistant because. I was really worried that your house was on fire. Oh, really? <laughs> and then somebody was like, oh, have you got sage burning in the background? And then you were <laughs> like, yes. And I was like, oh, her house isn't on fire. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> You're such a good I citizen. just thought you hadn't clocked the smoke. And I was like, the oh, my God, her house is on fire. Me. I need to do something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I oh, am... Um, uh... I'm a crazy person about energy and I have all my little, little energy, best energy vibe practices. Uh, so that's oh. a different podcast for a different time, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I like to ask everyone that comes on the podcast is how did you get into acting and what was your first ever role? Okay. So I decided at the ripe old age of nine years old that I was going to be an actress. I grew up in American poverty. So that was super fun. It was like, no, you're not going to be an actress. If anybody <laughs> wanted to throw in their two cents where there was like, that's never going to happen, lady. Um, my nine-year-old self was very arrogant and <laughs> was like, my 23-year-old self is very arrogant. I, I, I use was very lightly because the whole past tense of it <laughs> yeah. all, but <laughs> my, uh, my arrogant nine-year-old self was like, okay, clearly you infidels, you little tiny imbeciles don't, <laughs> don't have any clue about what I'm going to do in my future. I am going to prove it. I also just want to point out that you're currently while you're calling people imbeciles, you're stroking a cat and you look like, like a James Bond villain. <laughs> You imbeciles. Thank you. I, I am actually very methodically stroking my cat's head and being slightly maniacal. <laughs> um, it works. This is the bit you know. that I, this is the downside of podcasts. They can't see all of the crazy stuff. All that the happens. crazy fun stuff. I know. Um, no, so I was nine years old. I decided I wanted to be an actress. We, I was homeschooled for my entire education. So 
I, all the kids around the world right now know what that's like because of COVID, but yeah. I was really weird because homeschooling was not a thing. <laughs> so yeah. weird families, weird people who had weird things going on, who homeschooled their children. And we were not exempt from the weirdness, but yeah, the, some of the families who tried very hard to make things not so weird and and really aimed at <laughs> creating a space where it was as normal as it could be of an experience for their children decided yeah. to have different things like we we got a group together we had 30 families and there were there were you know drama teachers and musicians and pe educators and so we had you know we were trying to tick the, as many of the boxes as possible from normal school <laughs> And we, there was a play that our homeschool group was going to put on. And my mother was the Love president that. of the homeschool group. Yeah. Um, my mom was president of the homeschool group. So my older sister, sheer nepotism here was obviously going to get the lead role. <laughs> I was like, how did that, like, how did no one like catch that there's a little nepotism going on here? Which I never yeah. got any any other point in my career have I ever gotten any nepotism but um but there was a little bit when I started out in the homeschool group and my sister was meant to play this leading role of a character named Sarah Hale in a play that was called the Thanksgiving Proclamation which um it puts a really positive spin on what Americans did to Native Americans. Um, it makes us look really great, all the little lovely white people. Um, Have you noticed that a lot of young schools do that in plays? Like, I've spoke about this on the podcast before. When I was okay. in primary school, which is your elementary school, so I would have been maybe 10. I we done a play about mandarins and when the atomic bomb was dropped on is it japan and my knowledge is going yes yes and japan hiroshima a lot of that would be very problematic now and sort of like totally <laughs> wouldn't be allowed to we would do be cancelled we should probably edit this part out of the pocket yeah. no i'm kidding um <laughs> yeah <laughs> like no, we know better now we know better now please god i hope we do but yeah so yeah. uh the little old lady that I that my sister was meant to play, Miss Sarah Hale, she, I can't blame her for what <laughs> Americans did, but she thought that we should acknowledge with gratitude the fact that we got through that first winter when we when we escaped you guys. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> when we escaped <laughs> Mother England, um, yeah, but, and and came over. I, I'm Scottish. Yeah, so I was like, I was like, you guys were screwed by the English too. Actually, we're in the same boat. Um, actually, yeah. it happens. I happen to be Scott Irish by heritage, um, which I know is what every American Love tells that. every Scott and Irish person. When they, <laughs> by the way, I have like one hundredth Scott Irish. If you ever come to Scotland, I'll be your tour guide. I'll show you all. Oh. I know the best places to drink and get cheap vodka. Amazing. And also the Neolithic sites. I so, really, 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 really. Um, so can we get those drinks and bring I can them show to you Neolithic sites? Okay, great. <laughs> I yeah. um but my last name is McCord. Oh amazing. Yeah. But, so I have yeah, Scott McCord. Irish. I I clocked that. Not yeah. until I'd actually started researching for this. Oh really? Okay, yeah. Because I think when you hear 
a lot of American people say it's McCoy. Like it's done in like <laughs> the American act. That was my terrible accent. There. Um, <laughs> no, that was but good. I think like I said McCord. to one of my friends the other day, oh, um, Anna Lynn McCord from 90210 is coming on um, the podcast. And he said, it, he's got a thicker Scottish accent than me. And he said it. And I was like, oh yeah, that is a Scottish name. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's my little claim to fame um, over over on your side of the You're world. You're welcome here anytime. Thank you. I'll take it. I actually had a trip to Scotland pr- planned and I made it to Ireland, had a crazy incident happen and I had to get back to the States. And that was like over 10 years ago. I'm like, how have I still not made it to Scotland? Okay. So you need to come and we need to do drama school dropout live and in person. So then there's definitely no technical issues. There's no technical issues. And we can talk over each other (laughs) and all that fun stuff. Yes. Deal. Sounds good. I was meant to meet you. That's why. Hello and welcome back to another segment of This Is Where We Update You. As you all know, my name is Ingram Noble. And I'm Heather Spiden, and we're about to tell you what we got up to in August. Hey, bitch. Hey. <laughs> it feels like I saw you forever ago, yet it was literally only like four days ago. I know. Sa- Wait, mm, Saturday. Is that less? How many days And it's now Saturday? Tuesday, so Sunday, Monday. It was three days ago. Fuck me. That oh, my God. Like and that. we were together for a long time. We were together well. all day. Should we talk about all it? All day. Of course. So Saturday, that's why we're all here, baby. Um, So Saturday was our first ever production. Well, not first ever, sort of. How do we work? It was the first. I know what you're trying to say. It was like the first setting the ball rolling, getting plans down. We blocked. We blocked the whole show. We blocked the whole show. Yeah. Um, Which was, we were expecting it to take a lot longer, but we fired a lot of it, which was good. Um, we got our sound cues, our lighting cues done. Yeah, it was good. And we have a very special announcement to tell you all. We officially have a stage manager. Woohoo! We do. We've hired a very. I, I, I just love that um, we haven't really planned what we're going to talk about in this segment. And I was like, special announcement. And Heather just looked so scared. Like, I know. What is this man <laughs> about to say? I feel like you. You do this all you're like, oh, we've got an announcement. I'm like, shit, am I supposed to be here for this moment? <laughs> what is the announcement? So yeah, we've got a stage manager, um, Angela, who has come on the team, and I- I'm so excited to work with her. And um Me too. Like literally, when this comes out, because this comes out on the last Tuesday of the month, in like four days or something, we're having our second production meeting with our stage with our manager. new stage manager so, who yeah. has got a wealth of knowledge she's worked 100%. in Webster's before so she she knows more than we do which is great she'll mm. know all the all the things we can do and the theory things we can't she knows all the cool secret back doors mm-hmm. okay so because we're telling everyone how we're sort of doing this and going along this journey i think we should talk about how we got our stage manager so again like our casting we used facebook Facebook has turned into such an invaluable resource. Forgot that word. There. Yeah, uh, social like social media is like that's where you market everything these days. That's where if you need a bed, a fridge, a stage manager, anything, you go. <laughs> well, to we Facebook. currently need a bed, and um, we do. Else, we so if anybody has a spare bed, let us know. Spare bed, a large, a large plank of wood with a hinge attached. That would also really help. Yeah, and maybe um six A one photo frames. Oh. oh, and some easels. And we some need e- easels. Yes, easel. We just need everything. Um, 
so yeah we've also we done something else big this week did we we ordered the programs oh yes we did i'm like before all these things that we've been doing you know how bad my memory is well yeah we did i think we're doing so much now because by the time that everyone's listening to this i will no longer be a drama school dropout i will be you will just be a drama school student you just so, be a drama school. <laughs> and obviously you work a full-time Monday to Friday, nine to five job. So we are I am. slowly going to start running out of time. And we've got so many more things that we need to do. So getting the big things done straight away is uh, is going to be so helpful to us. Yeah, no, 100%. And it means obviously after sort of December is our first table read. But then after that, straight Buzzing. after that, we're into rehearsals and going for it. I mean, so it's better to get all the wee nitty bitty, nitty, nitty gritty. What, what's that saying? Mm-hmm. All the wee nitty bitty bits out the way. And then when it comes to rehearsal, it's just flat out, making it perfect. Time to go. Time to I cannot wait until I'd it's say, time to I'm go. So I'm so excited. excited. But oh. I have to give um, a special shout out to my mum because she has very kindly sponsored the programmes and has paid for them all. So thanks, doll. Thank you. Um, so yeah, remember that tickets are always available and we um, we got a little cheeky update today on how many tickets we have currently sold. And let's just put it this way. We're both shocked and surprised and very happy. Yeah. Still a long way to go, though. Oh, God. Yeah, but... If they're selling now, the show's still months where they're selling now, yeah. I think you should all hurry up and get them because people are buying them. Like yeah. You might go to get one the week before and we'll be sold out because we're hot shit now. I'm going <laughs> to say this right now. I fully expect this show to sell out. Oh, I really hope so. I think so. We'll have all of them in the thingy and then I think the majority of the other seats, I think getting this out there, I think people want to come and see this. It's oh, a good, it's, the feedback's been good. Such a which good Which is, play. I struggle to. So I always think, we, it's like we always say, like oh, we, we had this really conversation the other day. Yeah, but no, people seem to really be enjoying it. So I'm hoping, do you know if we can get? I was going to say if we can target, <laughs> target the schools and the colleges. <laughs> that, sounds a bit, that sounds a bit sinister. Go and get. Do you know what? So you're going back to drama school. You can yep. get all your new things. Yeah, we've d- done some prop shopping. Well, I done some prop shopping today. Got some easels. All that, not easels, canvases and some paint brushes. Oh, we need the easels. We need the yeah, we've Yeah, and we've created as well. We've gone and we've looked through the whole plate and we've wrote, written down all the Sound props cues. we need. We've got a set list. We have a costume list. We've planned it all out so we know what to get. And just as we go along in the next few months, we're just picking up bits and bobs. Which is why it's good at such a natural place. Like most of this stuff I probably have in my kitchen anyway. Same. Like I literally was looking through the prop list today and I was like, may as well take that off. I've got one of them right there. Yeah. And it was like little things like bowl. Lighter. Pot, lighter. <laughs> packet of fags. <laughs> em- empty packets of fags. I have lots of those. <laughs> yeah. And I have the beer with a good jewel. <laughs> yeah, we, are, we definitely are. Um, but that is all we have time for this this oh, month i'd say this week on uh this is where we update you but it's this month and remember we'll be back again in what month are we in august so we're back again in september with another update and we've got loads of different things going on we've got um hopefully we're gonna um find our rehearsal venue hopefully we're gonna lock confirm it because we've got We've got some leads and um, we've got our stage management meeting. So we'll be sure to update you on all of this. And remember that you can follow along and 
um, follow our journey uh, by listening to the podcast. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Follow us on Instagram at High Productions underscore. It's all down in the show notes below. Follow along and buy tickets. Heather, where can everyone get tickets? www.webstersglasgow.com. Make sure you get your tickets. It's cheap as fuck. It's a good show. A stellar cast. If you haven't checked out our cast videos, uh, go and check them all out. They're on all of our social medias. Make sure to follow me and Hev on Instagram because who doesn't want an Insta follow? Make sure you come and see our fucking show. Come and see the show, please. please. <laughs> Any last words, please. Hev? Um, yeah, thanks for having me back. I mean, every you're... time I see you, your podcast seems to get bigger and bigger. I'm just really, really happy you still want me to come on. I mean, I who... expecting oh. the call? Like, no, no, we don't need you this one. I mean, you were, you were my first ever guest. You're my only guest to ever return. And remember when we sat down and I was like, let's do, I want to do a podcast where you do the first episode with me. Did you ever think that Anna Lynn McCord from 90210 would be currently on my podcast? You'd be, did you think you'd ever be on the same episode as Anna Lynn McCord? God, no. Hello. I'll be honest. I thought you'd listen back to the one that we didn't think, but you know what? Podcast, maybe not. Try no. something else. Do you know what? I'm not even a drama school dropout um, anymore, and this podcast is still going, and we've still got loads of good guests coming up. So I can't wait for everyone to find out who they are. So, Hev, one more question. So, okay. this month, what we've been doing to bring on this play, describe it in one word. Exciting. Is that a cop out? Because it's all exciting, but exciting. <laughs> exciting. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna cop out with you and say exhilarating. <laughs> Oh, that's the same thing. You're exactly. I said I'm going to cop out with you. Um, but yeah, yeah so much to everyone that's listening. And for the second time now, we have updated you. Woo-hoo. I'm going to go back to talking to Anna Lynn now. Bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> See you. I want to steer away from acting because I, uh, for a second because I found out something. So you do a lot of charity work in Cambodia. The only thing that I couldn't find out was the name of the organisation, which I'm sure you can tell us and we can plug it below and get people to help. But when I was 16, I went on a school trip to Cambodia and we went and done loads of aid work in like tiny little villages. And it was one of the best experiences of my life. So I sort of just wanted to share that and be like, see, we do have something in common. We do have that in common. Oh my goodness. That makes me so happy. That's like, that's my, that's more of my home than actually if you look around my house, which you guys listening can't, but everything (laughs) here is literally from my travels. That's a hand carved Buddha from Cambodia. Like everything here is all, all Cambodia. Look at, yes. For context, I'm showing Anna Lynn my Buddha. It's one of the only things that's like, survived oh yeah, yeah it's one of the only things that's like survived over because that was what seven seven years ago jesus oh, wow. um i shouldn't say jesus while i've got a butter in my hand <laughs> um <laughs> you know i think they yeah, get on pretty well one of yeah i'd love to go back like I, yeah i well, would love to go back you're more let's than do, invited let's, let's do it you're <laughs> let's more than go. invited you take you me take you. me to you show me scotland and i'll show you all the cool spots in cambodia that you might have missed on the first trip but um I, well, but, we were on a school trip we weren't allowed to do anything yeah yeah yeah. okay i'll show you cambodia appropriately <laughs> you can see the sanctioned sites um I, I loved it though but i don't think i was necessarily old enough to really appreciate what i was actually doing right if that makes sense well, I will agree and disagree with you. 
I will agree in the sense that I'm all like telling you how your trip was. I will agree in the sense (laughs) that you were probably in a mindset consciously that was like, I'm here with my friends, but you can't unsee what you see when you travel, especially when you go to cultures that are not unlike Cambodia's third world, you know, very, very, very big wealth gap between the super wealthy and the very impoverished and every everything that comes with that. So even though you might not have consciously taken all of those things in because you were thinking about other things and doing other things in your mind, you're, you saw stuff, you experienced yeah. things that that I always tell people, take your children to these countries, like take your children as early as five, six, seven, eight years old, show them the images that they can never unsee, not dangerous and, and violent or horrible images, but just like kids without shoes playing, you know, ball and happy with a ball and not needing an Xbox and a PlayStation and an iPhone 12 and all the things that we think in Western yeah. culture have at younger and younger ages let them experience joy joy because of being alive versus because you've acquired some item or object and and that's supposed to make you happy for about four minutes (laughs) um so i i bet you probably took in more than you realized well saying that i remember as clear as day like it was yesterday we were in um camp it was called camp beng i don't actually know what the village was called and we were like around meeting some of the locals. And I remember this lady was telling us that she couldn't afford to send us children to school. The school was free, but you had mm-hmm. to buy a uniform and you couldn't go unless you had a uniform. Yeah. And she said, well, I can't afford to buy three school uniforms for my children. So we were like, well, how much are the uniforms? And I was expecting her to say something like, you know, like along the lines of $30 each. Or, and she was like, oh, it's $7 for the three of them. And I was like, okay, here's $21. And she was like, no, $7 for the three of them. Like, and I was like, what? Like, I've got a pair of boots on my feet that were 160 pounds. Right, right. And I was like, I've paid so much money just in flights to come here. And you can't afford a $7 for three school uniforms. I was like, take it here, please. And it, it genuinely, like... I was sort of like, we take too much for granted. We take so much for granted. We really do. And, you know, that was, it was interesting. So that taking it all the way back to that first play that I ever did, which was meant for my sister and ended up being, oh, I'm sitting at the, the dinner table mumbling to myself and everyone's like, finally, like, why are you mumbling? Like, shut up. And I was like, oh, I'm just quoting all of the lines from the play in case Angel needs help with her lines when she's studying them. And Angel's like, what? That is, what are you talking about? She <laughs> learned all the lines, just give the role to her. And I was like, Okay, I I can take it then. Yes, I will do it for you. Um, But I literally had recorded on a tape recorder, like cassette tape, because I'm dating myself a little bit here. But I like recorded spaces, like I'd read lines that weren't mine and then put a blank space in the middle. And then so that, and I'd keep, and in two days' time, I'd memorize the entire play. 
And I'm very grateful my mom has a photographic memory. So I did get that. And I know most of my actor friends are like, you're a bitch. But, but I was, I landed this role. This was the first role ever. And it was a leading role. And I played Miss Sarah Hale. And I go to President Abraham Lincoln. And I'm like, we need a day that we're where we say thank you to the Native Americans who got us through the winter and, you know, uh, showed us how to make corn literally it was about the fact that they taught us how to grow corn and maize and um and then we fucked them completely over which was not in the play but um i would go on to learn that you know 20 well, just years just to make that facts yeah we, we left that small detail out um but <laughs> yeah. so that that was my introduction cut to this moment in my early part of my career when I was being offered 90210 where I didn't want to be an actress anymore. And Jessica Menhas, my first acting partner, um, she, she and I went to Cambodia together. That's what we did. So she, she had worked fighting human trafficking for years. And the campaign that I have is called the love storm for a local organization down on, on the ground uh, in Cambodia. Uh, the actual organization in Cambodia is called AFICIP, but it's a French acronym because it's it was colonized by the French. Um, Cambodia was colonized by the French. Um, yeah. But it basically stands for assisting women and children in distressing situations, and it centers around sex trafficking of women and children. Uh, can people donate to that? The yes, there's there's a few ways that actually in the in Europe um, we have an organization called Selena that sends money to the same program. They're just the vice president of that organization was on you know my board, and we all kind of share around the world because we also have an Australian um, uh, affiliate. All of the money is funneled to this program in Cambodia, but it allows for tax write offs and. Um, in Europe, yeah. obviously, you know, you guys did the whole Brexit thing. So <laughs> there was, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we also had Trump, so I'm not going to, you know. <laughs> We've still got Boris. There is that. <laughs> like, I'm very sorry we, for we're you. We're still struggling. <laughs> um, but to everybody listening, all of the links. And if you love Boris, help. you know, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> if you love Boris, stop listening. Um <laughs> like leave um but all of the links to support your organizations will be in the show notes below and if anybody is listening and feels like they want to donate i know it's been a really hard year so please don't feel like we're forcing you to but it's a really good cause I've, we've both seen personally how money can help these small villages and communities and especially with sex trafficking and things that can save lives um so please please feel free to go and donate if you can um again only or join can. the movement if you can donate your yes. love that's even that's even more invaluable in a lot of ways the the lovestorm.com the lovestorm.com uh, love is the campaign website and there's a little button to click that says join the movement if you when we're all back up and running in the whole world we will be doing a global tour that allows individuals to join us or help host in your own city if you feel up for hosting in your city we'll be coming around the world and from the glasgow stop <laughs> um, i'm down i mean as a white man i don't know how much business i have being there but i'm down oh well that's the thing though right we need the people 
we, we even, especially with like Me Too and Black Lives Matter and different, we need the ones who have been considered the villain to to actually show how they can learn from history and be not just an ant, not villain or you know whatever, but like actually show up in a big way. And I think that's a that's a big part of this is it, the campaign was started to. <sighs> To make this an individual experience, because for me, slavery is not the 48 million people that the United Nations says we have 48 million slaves in the world. I say it's 7.8 billion. And that's because at some point in our lives, we will be enslaved in our own minds, chains on our brain, because we're not good enough. We're not smart enough. We're not wealthy enough. We're not successful enough. Somebody told us we're not something enough. And that unworthiness makes us feel that we are less than who we are or that we have to change and alter who we are. And that's a form of slavery. And it adds to the overall experience of enslavement in our world energetically. So I'm doing (laughs) something with this campaign that's never been done before, which is awesome because so far it hasn't worked. We've had slavery for thousands of years. We need to do something different. I'm hoping this might be the thing. (laughs) But that's what's amazing about acting. I'm really conscious. I was just going to say, that's what's amazing about acting is (laughs) it it can provide you a platform to expand your voice in a really incredible way to, to not just, you know, have notoriety for your own reasons, but to, to elevate other people's voices and other causes that are dear to your heart. And that's what, that's what ended up being. I knew my what, since I was nine years old, I knew what I wanted. I wanted to be an actress. I didn't know why. And the why was the most important part. Now I have my why. So I'm really conscious just that we're going to run out of time because Zoom is shit. Um, (laughs) But I wanted to quickly talk about something that most people might not know that you were in. And I I have to talk about it because it's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Ugly Betty. Oh my gosh, yes. You were iconic in that. I am like I was a Russian girl. I had to talk like like this. And I remember I just watched 90210 for one of the first times that I'd probably sat down and just watched the whole thing through, like in a binge watch. And then I watched Ugly Betty. And then I was like, that's Naomi. That's Naomi. <laughs> what was that like? That was so fun. You know, the audition experience for that role was really funny. I had like four auditions that day. I was driving all over Los Angeles. And uh, if you've driven over all over the UK, then you know what it's like to drive over Los Angeles because it, the traffic is just I've nuts. drove around Los Angeles. Okay. You've driven around Los Angeles. So you get it. Um, so I've had like the fourth, the fourth audition and I'm about to go home and I get a phone call from my agent and she's like, okay, we've got a last minute. You got to get to this address and, blah, 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 and here's the lines. And I was like, okay, well I'm driving. So how do you want me to learn the lines? And she's like, oh, and also it has a Russian accent. I'm like, okay, you just dumped <laughs> a last minute audition on me. I've just done four in the, during this day and I'm driving and I drive a stick shift. Um, <laughs> and, um, I'm, what? Like I have to like, are you crazy? And so, okay. I have two phones. Cause I had like, I think I had my, I think my older sister angel was with me or someone. I've got one phone in one ear, one phone in the other ear. My, my, I'm driving my, um, my 
agent is reading the lines. I'm saying the lines to my friend, Yelena, who's from Uzbekistan. She's saying them back to me in a Russian accent because she speaks Russian. And I'm like, like, this is how I'm learning the lines. I get there and I was like, this is not going to happen. I was, it was one of those moments. And this is such a, this is such a beautiful way to understand the jobs you will get will probably be the jobs that you are so exhausted. You're so tired that you're like, fuck these people for making me audition. This is so stupid. I'm not doing this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's always it way better. <laughs> and I have to quickly, before we end, I have to talk about 90210. It's again, 90210 makes me, I like, I say 90210 makes me depressed. Oh, <laughs> Oh no. Oh, I laugh um, at your depression. Sorry. <laughs> only because I wasn't born in LA. <laughs> totally. It makes me depressed too, actually. <laughs> LA is my favorite place in the entire world. Um, but what was your favorite line of Naomi dialogue? Um, I I I think one of my favorite lines ever, and it has gone on and, and it has aged very well. Namaste, bitches. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. Um, but I'm really conscious that we're running out of time. Um, and I don't want it to just abruptly cut off because that happened um, does, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. So I think we should maybe wrap it up and then maybe you could come back on and we can do a part two in a year or six months. Absolutely. That sounds great. And we can talk about all the 90210 and we can hopefully not have any tech issues and all of that. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on. Genuinely, like I said, I'm a massive fan of you. I've looked up to you for years and um, I, I want your hair. <laughs> not in a weird way. <laughs> you want my hair? <laughs> not like in a, a weird way. <laughs> I just, I'm sick of this. It's all going gray. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The blonde <laughs> helps with that. I will say blonde helps with that. Well, thank you for having me on drama school dropout. And I will say oh, just to it's been all an absolute of, pleasure. Of course, all to all the, the young lesbians who might be tuning in. The reason that drama school dropouts is a real thing dropping out of drama school is because if you have it, you have it. Drama school can help assist you but you, it's an it and you either have it or you don't. And it comes from life experience. It oftentimes comes from shitty childhoods. <laughs> I'm not exempt, but you I'm know, so. it's a real thing. Um, but, but tr your instincts are everything. Trust yourself as an actor, trust yourself and your, dis your choices. Be a dick. <laughs> yeah. When you believe something and, and something should be done in a certain way, like feel free to take advice from people that you look up to and, and all that. But, but if someone is trying to mold or meld you into a, a stereotypical way of doing something, that is the, that is the worst thing that can happen. As a rule, I will read it. I'll read sides. And if I'm putting myself on tape for something, if I know I'm probably not the look for it, which is normally that 60% is how you look when you walk in the room. If I know I'm not the look for it, I do something fucking weird as shit in the audition just to fuck with them. I, it, it, it's not right for this. It's like literally not right for the script at all, but I just oh. mess with them because that that is Could the work. thing that is the thing that will make you re be remembered and that's all that matters yeah. really so that's my two cents worth oh I, honestly i'm like sitting here like i'm ready to take it all on now but mm -hmm. we're definitely gonna have to have you back on because there's so much to talk about um i'll let you have a bit of time off from me first i'll let you recover <laughs> from the the british accent 
Um, but thank you so much for coming on. Uh, genuinely, I am. I'm in absolute awe of you every time I see anything that you do. And I can't wait to see what comes next. Thank you for having me. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 43 completed. Thank you so much to Anna Lynn for coming on the podcast, and genuinely, you guys haven't seen the half of the technical issues that I had throughout this recording. We were talking for maybe an hour and a half, and we kept getting cut off from each other, and it just, it was a lot of effort, and thank you so much to Anna Lynn for not giving up on me and a sort of wiring through and I could hear like the bits where I got cut off for the first time and Anna Lynn was like trying to talk to me and she is genuinely the nicest person ever and she has agreed to come back and do a part two and if she's ever in Scotland we're gonna have a really good night out so hopefully that'll all come to fruition and we'll have a we'll have a fun old time um Make sure to follow us both on social media, which you'll find down in the show notes below. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a rating and a review on the podcast. It helps me so much. And obviously, we didn't play Stage Right or Stage Shite today because of the time constraints. But if you do have a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com. And as per usual, you were updated by me and Heather today. That was um, August's little segment. And if you're wanting to get tickets to come and see, this is where we get off on the 21st of April at the Webster's theatre in glasgow you can get tickets from www.webstersglasgow.com and i hope to see you all there we're working so hard on it and we would love that if you could come over and support us if you can i mean don't fly from la if that's where you are but i will be back again with a brand spanking new episode will be episode 44 and i'll be chatting to an actor who has spent a lot of time on one of britain's favorite streets again thank you so much for listening it means the absolute world and you will hear me again next week Drama school dropout, no graduation day for you. Drama school dropout, thought your whole course, now try something new. Drama school dropout.